So good morning, listeners, and welcome to Sacred Space in West Limit 102. My name is John Keeley. Thank you again for joining me this morning. And this, the 6th of January 2019, the Epiphany of the Lord. Thank you again for joining us uh, this morning. When I say us, uh, you're joining a crew that's kind of doing the best we can this morning. Our voices aren't the same as usual because some of us got sniffs, some of us got coughs and so on and so forth. But we're here to join you. Again, to welcome you into again for another edition of Sacred Space. And of course, where would we go without welcoming Shane? Happy New Year to you. How are you? Happy New Year, John. How are we doing? Thanks a lot for joining us this morning, Shane. And of course, we've got Lorraine joining us this morning. Good morning, Lorraine. How are you? Good morning, John. Good morning, listeners. I'm very well, considering I'm dying. I tell you. As we all are this morning. Glad we got through the first 30 seconds. <laughs> just to clarify, just to clarify. <laughs> None of this is alcohol enforced. This is all people suffering from colds oh, and flus and sniffles. And if you believe that. But anyway. <laughs> well, thank you. Us. Thank you again for joining. And of course, thank you again for the messages, for the lovely messages that you did give us over the Christmas period. I know you met uh, some of the team over the Christmas period. You said you enjoyed some of the music and some of the reflections. The reflections went down pretty well, actually. Um, a lot of people especially enjoyed the reflection there by Martin and Lehan Sheehan, of course. Mm-hmm. That was a beautiful one. But again, thanks a lot for joining us, and thanks to God for, for keeping us in your prayer, because actually I met somebody there sometime over the Christmas, let's, who said um, they're going to remember us um, at the crib uh, in, in, in the local church here in Newcastle West over the Christmas period. Thank you very much indeed for that, Mary. So again, thank you again for joining us again, um, especially welcome to those listeners who are housebound, lonely, struggling with some health problems. I certainly know a few, I'd say we all know a few these days. It's any time of the year, it's not, it's not a nice thing to be lonely or struggling with some health problems, but this time of the year doesn't really help. So please stay with us for the next hour. We'll try to bring you as much good news as we can. Uh, just remind people again, this programme is broadcast on West Limit 102 at 11pm tonight, as well as, of course, this morning, 10am Sunday mornings, West Limit 102 local radio. And a podcast is a podcast of this and other previous programmes uh, is available on our blog, which is www.sacredspace102.blogspot.com. That's www.sacredspace102.blogspot.com. And also available uh, by uh, iTunes by searching Come and See Inspirations. You can contact us by email, and that's on sacredspace102 at gmail.com. Or you can text us, and that's at 087-6088-667. That's 087-6088-667. And again, thanks a lot indeed for keeping us in prayer. And um, again, maybe just remind people again, if you don't want, if you don't want to contact us, I think we mentioned it a few times, if you don't want to contact us in terms of mentioning some intentions, maybe you might want us to remember here in the program for the listeners to remember, or maybe some music that you'd like us to play, or indeed topics. I mean, next week we're going to go through a review of the year, um, the church's year, but also a review of the programs that we've done in 2018. It might give people an idea maybe to go back and revisit some of those particular topics that we've mentioned. But again, please let us know what you what, what you wish on 87 or you can contact us by email, and that's on sacredspace 102gmailcom And thank God for the technology that we've got available for, uh, to us here and come and see in the come and see studio here in Ada, and that we can contact people abroad. If that, if, you know, um, don't let that be a restriction. If there's some people you know uh, who'd like to share some of them, some faith topics with us and some faith, <laughs> some faith thoughts with us, please, again, just one more time, text 87 Six zero eight eight six six seven. And if you don't remember it now, Shane, you'll never will. But anyway, 
Shane, as usual, uh, will, will join us again uh, this morning to share with us some Saints for the Week. Thanks, Shane. Right, John. So, as we get back into the swing of things, although, um, as far as I'm concerned, it's still Christmas. Today is Epiphany. It's Nulignaman. Yep. And um, so, happy Christmas to all the ladies, of course, because it is the tradition of Little Christmas and um, for Epiphany being with Women's Christmas as well. Um, so, of course, as we enter in now to January, so John says the 6th of January, so we are going into what is liturgically called the week after Epiphany, very imaginative name. And the reason being it leads up to the feast next Sunday of the baptism of the Lord. So technically we're still in Easter or Christmas tide, I have to say. Um, so Christmas still continues for another couple of days. As someone asked me the other day, when did my New Year's resolutions begin? And my response was, New Year's resolution, my New Year's resolutions begin when Christmas is over and Christmas finishes on the 2nd of February. Come back to me then. <laughs> so, uh, so, um, for those praying the Psalter, the, 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 the days, the prayers are proper so we just have to follow the days that are set out so there's no variations so then on monday we have the feast day of which is the 7th of january we have the feast day of saint raymond of peniafort i think is how you pronounce the man's name and he died in 1275 now uh, he's an interesting chap he was a brilliant uh, civil lawyer and then at the age of 47 which would have been quite old at that time of the world uh, 47 and you know in the 1100s he became a dominican and later he, he actually became the master general of the dominican which is their head honcho and archbishop of tarragona and he is the patron saint of canon lawyers so to those of canon lawyers of my acquaintance i'm wishing them a happy feast day on monday so i have to behave myself here now otherwise i could make a whole load of smart comments john is keeping a tight eye on us this year so then on tuesday we have the feast day of saint albert of cashel now this is one of these weird little saints you come across from time to time because He's celebrated on the 8th of January and sometimes on the 19th of January, depending on the calendar you're looking at. He is the patron saint, or he's held up as a patron saint, actually, for those that suffer from arthritis. We'll get to that in a minute. And he's also held up as one of the patron saints of the Diocese of Cashel-Nimley in Ireland. He was said to be an evangelist in Ireland, obviously, around the city of Cashel, and may even have been a bishop, though we're not quite sure. Very much known as a preacher, and was described being a race by race and angle in speech and angel. Now the angles they would be the Anglo-Saxon angles of the Anglo-Anglo-Saxons that bunch from the UK. So he was now the problem is then we suddenly take a lurch to the right and this guy is also associated with evangelizing in Bavaria in Germany. So you're kind of going now unless he practiced the arts of bilocation. Uh, but he's associated with St. Erhard of Regensburg. Now, the reason he's the patron saint of, art- of arthritis is because the poor man suffered it in his back and his hips. And then, finally, he was a pilgrim to, to Jerusalem, and he died on the journey home. So that's what we know about him. Uh, so that's who we have on the 8th of January. That's St. Albert of Cashel. Then, on the 9th of January, we have St. Adrian of Canterbury. Now, this gentleman... I was reading up with him here just before we came on air, and I'm just trying to get my head around it. So, as early saint of the church, uh, his family fled to Naples around the 640s. He became a Benedictine monk, uh, was acquainted with one of the emperors, as one does, and then he became acquainted with the pope, as one does. Um, twice he was offered to be made Archbishop of Canterbury, but he he declined, citing his unworthiness. But he still, he still ended up being sent back to the UK, or back to England, where he arrived in 669, and he was abbot of St. Peter's, a monastery founded by Augustine of Augustine of Canterbury. 
a very highly successful uh, highly successful missionary in pagan england at the time and he was a great teacher of languages mathematics poetry astronomy and bible studies and at he's associated with the school of canterbury so that's who we have who celebrates so he died in 710 of natural causes and his body was allegedly found incorrupt in 1091, which is a bit convenient given the timing that would have been just after uh, William was crowned king, um, the, the Norman. But anyway, we'll move along. So then on the 10th of uh, January, we have the we, we, we were looking around for who. So we better do a papal saint. We haven't done one of them for a while. So we, we found uh, Blessed Gregory X, uh, otherwise known as Theobaldi Visconti, or Theobald Visconti. His uh, his uh, his memorial or his feast is on the tenth of January. He worked for the Cardinal Jacob of Palestrina, and he was assigned to preach the Last Crusade. He went with the Crusaders to Palestine, and while he was in Palestine, that he was elected Pope, and he was actually one of these that was elected Pope even before he was ordained a priest. So actually, people were kind of going, ah, come again? How exactly did that work? So the the rules for the election of a Pope, the only requirement that one has to be to be elected Pope is one must has, one must be a baptised male in full, full communion with the Catholic Church. One does not have to be a priest, one does not even have to be a bishop, um, but one has to be baptised. And Are you angling for the job there, Shane? <laughs> you must be joking. You, <laughs> you must be joking me. So he was ordained on the 19th of March in 1272 was our Gregory, and he was the 184th Pope. And he worked... Now, I find this I find this small bit ironic. He worked to restore peace between Christian na- nations and rulers and for the recovery of the Holy Lands from the Muslims. And he, ca- he was very much involved with the reform of the spiritual life of clergy and the laity. And he briefly led a reconciliation between the two churches, the Catholic Church and the Orthodox Church at the Council of Lyon, which I'm afraid didn't restore... Um, didn't last very long. And he, uh, so he died in, so he was elected on the 1st of September 1271, and he was, uh, what is, his pontificate started on the 27th of March in 1272, and he died on the 10th of January 1276. So he was only actually Pope for four years, uh, when you look at it that way. So that's Gregory the Tenth. We celebrate his uh, memoria on the 10th of January. Then on the 11th of January, and it's typical I've lost my page, we have St. Boden. Now, we don't know a whole lot about them. I'm presuming it's a man, because it says it's a Benedictine monk, as opposed to a Benedictine nun. Uh, taking the cowl in France, so that basically translates as he entered a French monastery. Uh, noted for his strict observance of the Benedictine rule, but for his gentle kindness. And when it says, you know, one of the things when you're looking at the calendar online, it tells you where and when he was born. All it says here is Irish. <laughs> I got it going. That really doesn't tell me where the man was born. <laughs> In the country of Ireland. <laughs> yeah, pretty much it. Um, then you go to see what day he died. It says Irish. I'm thinking, okay, the man could still be alive for all we know. So that's Saint Bowden on the 11th of uh, on the 11th of January. Then on the 12th of January, we have an interesting guy called Saint Alared of R- R- Rivo. I think it's how it's pronounced. 
He is a Cistercian saint and he's an interesting guy. And this is something, John, we might come back to later in the year because this guy wrote about spiritual friendship. And he was born in 1110 in England. Now, this is an interesting guy. He's son of Eliaf, a priest during a period when English priests were allowed to marry. And his father looked after the shrine of Hexham. He was involved with royalty with King David of Scotland. And he was known for his great gentle spirituality and personal austerity. David wanted to make him a bishop, but the man left Scotland to become a Cistercian monk in Yorkshire. And he uh, was very much involved with the Cistercian community. He was the abbot of this monastery, superior of all the Cistercians in England, travelled from house to house, preaching throughout, peacemaker. His Irish connection is he was a peacemaker among the Picts in Galway, ending disputes and revitalising the faith in the area. So that's his Irish linkage. And very much associated, uh, wrote on the lives of King David of Scotland, St. Ninian and St. Edward the Confessor. And he died in 1167. So um, so that's who we have on the 12th of uh, January, John. And then, of course, next Sunday, for those keeping track, is the the 13th of January is the Feast of the Baptism of the Lord. And as per the current liturgical calendar, the 13th of January this year will be the last day of Christmas because Christmas ends at the Feast of the Baptism of the Lord. Very comprehensive as usual. Thank you very much indeed, sir. Lorraine, we've got a spirit of communion prayer for those people, and there's a few of them we know. We do yeah. indeed, for especially for those of you who cannot receive uh, Holy Communion this morning. We pray this prayer every Sunday morning, and indeed it is a prayer that we can make many times during the day if we wish to unite ourselves with Jesus. So we invite you to pray with us. My Jesus, I desire to receive you into my soul. Since I cannot now receive you sacramentally, come spiritually into my soul. I embrace you as already there. I unite myself wholly to you. Never permit me to be separated from you. Amen. Amen. Thanks for that, Lorraine. So now we go for our first bit of music, and because it's the start of the new year, I thought it might be a nice little uh, piece of music to start off with. It's a piece by Taze, and this one is entitled, Bless the Lord, My Son. So let's say this.
Sacred Space. second part of Sacred Space on West Limerick 102 FM. My name is Shane Ambrose and this morning in, I'm joined in studio by John Keeley and Lorraine Buckley. That was a nice piece of music you chose there, Shane. It was and I just something, I've been waiting to hear that all over the Christmas because Daniel does a nice version of The Drummer Boy and uh, well, he does he does a nice Christmas album. I wouldn't be his biggest fan now, which is the reason John is making digs at me, <laughs> listeners, in case you're wondering. But there's there's some <laughs> bits now, John, that I do like. They do like. Now, for this morning's second part of the programme, we're going to make this up as we go along, folks. So you'll have to bear with us. <laughs> exactly. I know. So we're just going to do a few bits and pieces, uh, predominantly, because it's 
still Christmas. Yeah. So it's kind of, um, you know, it's one of those kind of lazy days because tomorrow people are, from a lot of people are back to work. The schools are open tomorrow. And it's really the end of kind of the Christmas buzz. And one of the things I love about, about is the fact that, you know, many people still maintain that, it, you know, it's the 12 days of Christmas. And for a lot of people today, actually it's probably the day they're taking down the Christmas tree, putting away the crib, taking out the holly and putting away the Christmas decorations. Probably a lot of people, will, that'll be on their to-do list today. Um, I think the instruction in our house was the lights were being turned off and when I come home next weekend I'm taking them down <laughs> I think was the instruction that I was given but as we review of course the Christmas a couple of things I suppose that happened over the Christmas period in case people were wondering John the death took place of Sister Wendy Beckett we were just discussing it on the break um, and p- people would associate her of course with the BBC programmes looking at art now I only remember seeing her once or twice but you said you, you remember watching her and you were you enjoyed her programmes well I mean I'm not really an arty guy but what I um, appreciated from Sister Wendy was first of all seeing somebody well, a nun dressed in full garb on the BBC relating back to us listeners explanations about art and so on and so forth and I I thought it very good it it made me look and try to interpret what she know, but she was certainly very knowledgeable and, and had been doing it for years. I think mm. she, she she died in the eighties and nineties or something. Yeah, I think I think something like that. Like oh. I I had seen a program with her once or twice on the television, um, and then uh, what I came on across across over the Christmas, I came across her obituary was in the Guardian. Uh, you know, but you don't see and well, she was she was it was an interesting one. She was actually a hermit. Um, she had been a religious sister for the Order of Notre Dame de Namur. She was originally born in South in, in February 1930 in Johannesburg. And um, she studied in Oxford and then she taught for a number of years before she uh, became a hermit, but under the, um, how should I say, not the protection, but the, the, the company of the Carmelites. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's where she lived in a caravan near their, near their convent. So it was just an interesting one that caught my eye over the Christmas. Of course, Pope Francis had a very busy Christmas as well because, of course, he had all the Christmas ceremonies. So we had the Vigil Mass Christmas Eve. We had the Mass Christmas morning, the Ubi at Urbi message. And then, of course, the celebrations for New Year's Day and the various Angeluses in between. Now, it was interesting. He spoke about uh, the new new Beatitudes for politicians, which was picked up by a couple of a uh, couple of uh, sites. But, of course, we had to discuss it because that's, of course, what he put out in his message for the World Day of Peace and the requirement that politicians should work, of course, for the greater good, which we covered on our programme on the 30th of December. As well as that, of course, over the Christmas, or over this week, or the week that just gone, of course, there was the Teze International Meeting, which was held in Madrid. Now, the Teze Ecumenical Community, of course, many people would be familiar with it. It's a group of com- it's a community in Burgundy in France, formed by Brother Roger after World War Two, and works for unity and prayer amongst Christians everywhere. And each year over the last number of years, they have gone to a different location uh, to kind of have a festival of faith and prayer. This year it was in Madrid. And as part of that festival, of course, the letter from Teze is published each year, and uh, they, which would, which is kind of the focus for the meditation for the in the in the Teze groups and the Teze uh, prayer meetings throughout the year for the following year. So this year it focuses on Brother Alois has written on let us not forget hospitality, focusing on Hebrews thirteen two. Do not forget to show hospitality, for by doing so, for 
by doing so doing some people have welcomed angels without knowing it and of course it's a very timely reminder in the world that we live in today and he fo- he reminds people to discover the sources of the hospitality of god which is going back to scripture mm-hmm. to be attentive to christ's presence in our life to welcome our gifts and our limitations too you know um to find in the church a place of friendship and to practice a generous hospitality. So there's there's quite a room, a lot for focus and meditation, as there is every year uh, uh, from the letter from Teze. We might do a program maybe later on on, on, on Teze. Maybe, uh, maybe I, I'd say there are a few groups that still practice the Teze chants. Um, I know yeah, there's one in still the Augustinian Church in Limerick. I know they do it. Yeah, the Reds, the Reds do it. The Redemptorists do it as well at one of their masses. There's, it's popular. It's still very popular. Still groups that go there every year. So that's something that we could look at yeah. for, for mm. 2000. And, and uh, God, 2019. <laughs> yeah, I'm still, I'm still, I'm still, still I'm still partially in the food coma after Christmas. Bear Sh- with me, Shane. Something, something got my eye there um, just this past week, actually. Um, and just your comment on it: Does this usually happen? Both the press officer and the and the assistant press officer for the Vatican resigned. Is that normal, or is that just one of those things that happen? Yeah, well, not, it was interesting. Paddy Agnew actually wouldn't be my more, uh, I wouldn't be his biggest fan. Paddy was on, he's the reporter for the Irish Times in Rome. Mm-hmm. He was covering this on Radio 1 during the week. So what's happened is Greg Burke was the main papal spokesperson mm-hmm. and his deputy, whose name I cannot remember. because It's a, it's a lady. Anyway, it's yeah. a lady and that's mm-hmm. why I'm very annoyed with myself because I should know it. Mm-hmm. She was the first woman um, papal rep- uh, spokesperson like that. Both of them have stepped down. And this is part of the overall reforms that are taking okay. place okay. within the Vatican. Um, in terms of the um, the restructuring of the communications of the Vatican, because there was a huge problem. You had five or six different offices that weren't really talking okay. to each other. But the problem, of course, was the question was, did they go or were they pushed? No, well, that's usual going to be you know, usual Italian, speculation. Itali- well, in Italian politics, the problem with it now is you have basically five Italians running the um, the media operations of the Holy See. And I'm just I don't I don't think anyone thinks that's a good idea. I, I didn't think that was Francis. I mean I thought Francis yeah, would be more Exactly. Mm. So this is this is one of the questions as to what exactly is going on. Um it'll be interesting to see what happens. Greg Burke has there'll be no fear of him. He's a numeri of the Opus Dei, so that means he's a full member of the Opus Dei uh, prelature. Uh he's excellent. I you know, even reading over works he has done over the years, you have to be impressed by the man's professionalism. Uh so he you know, so it'll be interesting to see what happens there. Okay. Just keep an eye on that one. So so then, in terms of New Year, John, a couple of bits and pieces that caught our eye. So we were looking around, because one of the things, of course, I had to do with the blog over the Christmas was try to put up a few old posts in case anyone was reading. Um, these things do happen. Some bit of work has to continue. So a couple of things that struck me, you know, and it was a theme that came up in a couple of blogs, actually, was where did the month of January get its name? And, of course, gets its name from the Roman god Janus. Okay. Now, most people uh, of my age who are male will probably automatically think of mm, Janice. Wasn't that someone in a James Bond film? Yeah, it was. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was the uh, the Golden Eye. But actually, Janice predates that. He was the Roman god Janice who was two headed. So he looked backward and looked forward, which is, of course, the idea why the month. You look back to the new old, old year and look forward to the new year, which is why, of course, January is the month at the start of the year. Um, so he could look ahead to the future and back at the past at the same time. And it's just an interesting one, just, you know, that's kind of an idea for us to, at this moment in time, kind of to look back and look forward, always at the same time. But, you know, a new year is unfolding, and I came across a lovely quote, a new year is unfolding like a blossom with petals 
curled tightly, concealing the beauty within. And another one was, Lord, let this year be filled with the things that are truly good, with the comfort of warmth in our relationships, with the strength to help those who need our help, and the humility and openness to accept help from others. And it's just something, I suppose, for people to take it easy and be careful, because, you know, 2019, you know, you, you, it's probably not going to be that straightforward in terms of the macro environment around us. Um, you know, we'll discuss it next week on the programme, uh, as my two colleagues were only delighted to remind me this morning. Next week's programme, of course, will be the, the Sacred Space 2018 Year in Review, uh, where we will undertake a review of all things ecclesial throughout 2018, from the global to the local level, uh, led by yours truly. And we will also then gaze into the 2019 uh, Ecclesial Crystal Ball and try to figure out well what will happen ahead of us in the year to come in terms of big events that are going to take place and pickups along the way that might happen. But I suppose one of the things we'd say to people is, you know, don't be... Uh, don't worry. Mm, exactly. I think is the thing. Mm. About, you know, it'll happen. Mm. If mm. things will happen, they'll mm. progress. Um, and you know, t- take it as it comes because you can't. You know, don't borrow trouble. There's nothing on no. our plates all of the time. You know, and if you think about it, like, I, you know, even thinking on the subject of time, you know, can prove very discomforting for people. You know, um, you know, but thinking about it is not a bad idea, especially at the start of the year. You know, if we look into the year 2019, we're, you know, we're looking at a block of time. We see 12 months, which is 52 weeks, or 365 days. It's 8,760 hours. That's 525,600 minutes. It's 31,536,000 seconds. And all of it is a gift from God. You were listening to Sister Nipton giving us that a few years ago. That's where you got that from. No, no, no. I found it myself. I found it myself. Okay. Okay. Uh, but remember, it's all of this time is a gift from God, and we have done nothing to deserve it, to earn it, or to purchase it. It's like the air we breathe; it comes to us as part of life. And you know, it's not ours alone. It is given equally to each person, rich and poor, educated and ignorant, strong and weak. Every man, woman, and child has the same twenty-four hours every day. And another thing about time, of course, is that you can't stop it. There's no way to slow it down, to turn it off, or to adjust it. It just marches on. It's like a river flowing through. You can ride it out, but you can't cross its course. You cannot bring back time. Once it's gone, it's gone. Yesterday is lost forever. If yesterday is lost, tomorrow is uncertain, so you can only live in the moment. We may look ahead at a full year's block of time, but we really have no guarantee that we'll experience any of it. And obviously time is one of our most precious possessions. We can waste it. We can worry over it. We can spend it on ourselves. Or, as good stewards, we can invest it in the kingdom of God. And the new year is full of time. As the seconds tick away, will you be tossing out time out the window, or will you be making every minute count? That was a great little, that was a great little reflection I came across that I thought, I, do you know what? It's from a guy called Stephen Cloud, and I thought it was a great little one just to share with people this morning. Right, John? Perfect. I like it. I thought Perfect. you might like that one. Perfect. Though. You know, and it's 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 just something for us all us, us all really to consider. Now, Pope Francis is going to have a busy year ahead, folks, and we'll co- cover that uh, next week's program. But one of the main things he's going to be looking at, actually, of course, is the fact the World Youth Day is at the end of this month. Mm. Now, 
everyone's kind of going scratching their heads yeah. and going hang on Shane that's usually in August when the kids are off school mm. yeah it is except this year it's in Panama that's right and it yeah. nearly snuck up on us Ooh, yes. I, yeah. uh, so we'll be we'll be discussing that as well next on next week's programme but of course all the prep is going ahead for that to be held in Panama it obviously won't be as huge as say it would be in other countries uh, so it'll be interesting to see see what happens um, one of the things that John mentioned at the top of the programme of course was intentions and one of the things we do on the radio programme and in particular that we do on the blog is we do our prayer intentions and we'll be asking people for prayer intentions for 2019 so we'll update the page on the blog and we'll inform readers and listeners about it now it's just a reminder and um, particularly for our listenership who are not able to get out this is something we ask you to get involved with uh, throughout the coming year in terms of this is your active participation mm, as part mm, of mm, the sacred space mm. family and community on the radio where we will have what we call our sacred space intentions and we ask our listeners who are to, 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 to pray and reflect on those. And what we'll do is we'll go through those intentions and also give you a particular patron saint. And you can, if you, you know, you're not going to remember all the intentions. So take one or two of them, take the patron saint with it and, and remember that one for the year ahead. And if, if, if anyone's listening that's involved in parish ministry, uh, it's a suggestion that we make that you might find this as a good idea, particularly for those who are housebound. Uh, who might not listen to Sacred Space? You know, there are a few of them out there. <laughs> not many. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you like if you'd like to, you know, take the list, um, put the information together, and share it with those, particularly maybe that are on the Friday, the first Friday call list, or maybe the list of those that are uh, taking communion by Eucharistic ministers on a Sunday. Um, just something to think about like that. So, for example, last year we are. Our intentions were around the protection of the unborn, uh, protection of persecuted Christians, uh, support of marriage and family life, for example, praying for the sick, praying for cancer patients in particular, praying for vocations. And, you know, so they are the types of things. If anyone has any ideas, just they want us to include. So, so send us a town text message on 87 So that's 87 or if you want to drop an email to sacredspace102 at gmail.com. So then, Lorraine, did you have anything you want to share? How was your Christmas? Uh, Christmas was very well. It was uh, it was actually quite beautiful. I went into the Redemptress for the 12 o'clock Mass on Christmas Day, which was a beautiful sung Mass. Uh, yeah, it it is, really uh, is, mm. is just wonderful. And then I had the pleasure of actually visiting the UK over the Christmas season and was at a Mass over there in London. And Shane, you would be delighted to attend this mass. All right, it was an hour and ten minutes. It was a full Oof. sung mass. Oof, full um, yeah. right. And it was just their normal Sunday mass. Mm. They, wow. Yeah, their normal Sunday mass. They have five masses on a Sunday, and each of them is extraordinarily well attended. Wow. I'm I, jealous. I that know. Same. Uh, <laughs> I, I was said to my friend whom I was visiting, I said, uh, I don't know how you are not a saint after this. Mm. <laughs> you know, one, one of the things that um, we kind of mentioned at the start of the programme, you just reminded me of it, uh, Lorraine, um, you know, that, that some of us, quite a few of us, were sick over the, over the Christmas. I'm sure a lot of our listeners are sick over the Christmas. And I think we, we sort of mentioned this before. Those of you out there who might be techie with some technology or some maybe maybe you've got a, a mobile phone, a smartphone, or you've got a, a computer or whatever, try to go out every now and again to church services. And in, within church services, there's a range of masses that are available online. The Redemptist, for instance, everything that's on the Redemptist dynamic comes out online, include the Midnight Mass or it, it, it could be whatever. I mean, Lorraine just mentioned the 12 o'clock Mass there, but also Mass from various parts of the UK and so on and so forth. 
I think it would be something that could really uh, help those people who are sick and who can't get out so much in their own community who'd love to go to Mass. Just like Shane, they'd love to go to a mass one hour and ten minutes and then a full no, music no. and so on and so well, forth. So <laughs> yeah, well, no, it depends. Now that, <laughs> now, that actually brings me on to a nice little uh, thought maybe that I just picked up myself there in regard to the new year and so on and so forth. And this one is entitled Time for New Beginnings by Taylor Addison. This is a time for reflection as well as a celebration. As you look back on the past year and all that has taken place in your life, remember each experience for the good that's come of it and for the knowledge you've gained. Remember the efforts you've made and the goals you have reached. Remember the love you shared and the happiness you've brought. Remember the laughter, the joy, the hard work and the tears. And as you reflect on the past year, also be thinking of the new one to come. Because, most importantly, this is a time for new beginnings and the celebration of life. So it's a new year. Never uh, never wrote that page before. We didn't write anything on that page before. Now's our chance to go out and do our own little thing. And as a little bit of inspiration around that, I um, watched a fantastic video over the Christmas season, which is available online. It's available on YouTube about Sister Claire Crockett, yeah, right. who is who was a member of the Servant Sisters of the Home of the Mother. She was a young Irish uh, sister from Derry who died um, during her ministry. But it is a fabulous um, documentary. It's called All or Nothing. I was a little bit slow in watching it at the start because I was like, oh, it's going to be so sad. It's going to be... It's actually just a wonderfully inspiring video. Um, You can read more about Sister Claire on the website that the sisters have set up for her, sisterclaire.com. Or if you go onto YouTube and just put in Sister Claire Crockett, All or Nothing, the full movie is available there. Beautiful. Thank you very much indeed, in fact, for giving myself an end the link as well. And Shane might even be able to put that link up on our mm-hmm. blog if possible. Maybe, Shane, just to finish up, one last little thought before we go for our final bit of music. Or maybe maybe just go for our final bit of we'll music. We'll go for our final bit of music, which I thought was very appropriate for the day yeah. that was in us. Yeah, okay. Because it's, uh, as today is the Feast of the Epiphany. Do you want to, want to, want to, no, what were you going yeah, to say? Yeah, yeah go say? on, Shane. <laughs> so today, of course, is the Feast of the Epiphany. So, of course, it commemorates... Uh, we will discuss this more in the, yeah, in the third yeah, part yeah, of the program, yeah, yeah. but of course, it, it's uh, the visit of the Magi or the, the the wise men to the baby Jesus, and of course, the great song is "We Three Kings of Orient Are." And this is by the Celtic Tennis.
Sacred Space. So welcome back again to the third part of Sacred Space. My name is John Keeley. Still joined in studio here by Lorraine and Shane. And this, of course, is our third and final part of the program where we read and reflect on the Word of God, the Sunday Gospel. And before that, I'll pray this prayer before we read and reflect on Scripture. Lord, we thank you for putting us in the presence of your Word, which you inspired in your prophets. May we approach this Word reverently, attentively and humbly. May we not despise this word, but receive all it has to say to us. We know that our hearts are closed, often incapable of comprehending the simplicity of your word. Send your spirit to us, so that receiving the word in truth and simplicity, our lives may be transformed by it. Let us not be resistant, Lord. May your word penetrate us like a two-edged sword. May our hearts be open to it. Let not our eyes be closed, nor our minds wander, but may we give ourselves entirely to this listening. We ask this Father in union with Mary, who used to recite the Psalms. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. Lorraine, you might read the Gospel for us today, please. So this morning's Gospel is taken from Matthew chapter 2, verses 1 to 12. After Jesus had been born at Bethlehem in Judea during the reign of King Herod, some wise men came to Jerusalem from the east. Where is the infant king of the Jews? they asked. We saw his star as it rose, and have come to do him homage. When King Herod heard this, he was perturbed, and so was the whole of Jerusalem. 
he called together all the chief priests and scribes of the people and inquired of them where the Christ was to be born. At Bethlehem in Judea, they told him, for this is what the prophet wrote. And you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, you are by no means least of you are by no means least among the leaders of Judah. For out of you will come a leader who will shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod summoned the wise men to see him privately. He asked them the exact date on which the star had appeared, and sent them on to Bethlehem. Go and find out all about the child, he said, and when you have found him, let me know, so that I too may go and do him homage. Having listened to what the king had to say, they set out, and there, in front of them, was the star they had seen rising. It went forward and halted over the place where the child was. The sight of the star filled them with delight, and going into the house, they saw the child with his mother Mary, and falling to their knees, they did him homage. Then, opening their treasures, they offered him gifts of gold and frankincense and myrrh. But they were warned in a dream not to go back to Herod and return to their own country by a different way. Thanks for that, Lorraine. So, Shane, maybe kick us up. We've got about five or six minutes left, please. Sure, John. Um, this week's Gospel, of course, is the Gospel of the Feast of the Epiphany, which we're celebrating today. Now, Epiphany is the 12th night or the 12th day of Christmas in the Western calendar. But, of course, for our brothers and sisters who celebrate in the Orthodox Church, today, of course, is their Christmas Day. They don't necessarily celebrate it on the 25th of December. So to those members of the Orthodox communities, particularly in West in Limerick, we wish them a happy Christmas. And the reason, of course, being that Epiphany has a number of traditions associated with it. And it's very much associated with the idea of the Christ child being presented to the world. Um, Christmas night, we had the story or the recounting of the revelation of the child to the shepherds, the shepherds that were on the the hill, the hills outside Bethlehem. And the shepherds symbolized, if you like, the pure Israel, the remnant of the wandering herdsmen, which would have been the people that were called forth from the desert, led by Moses and Aaron and, and his successors. And that, that was the, the revelation to the people of Israel. What we have in Sunday's gospel, the way it's interpreted is, um, is the revelation to the rest of the world, the revelation to the Gentiles as represented by the Magi or the wise men, the Magi from the East. Um, it's also very much associated theof- with the Feast of Theophany today in the Orthodox Church, which focuses on the baptism of the Lord. Now, in our liturgical calendar, we celebrate that next week. Um, but the idea again being about this idea of manifestation. This is my son, the beloved with him I am well pleased. But I suppose the question for us is, as we're reflecting at this Sunday morning, is well, what does the story say to us? And it's that idea of the searching for the Christ child. Where are we in our search for the Christ child uh, in our daily lives? Because these are um, people, wise men, wise women. We're not quite sure how many of them there was. Tradition holds that there was three because three gifts are mentioned. Um, But we're not sure. They were um, truth seekers from the East. Now, that could have been anywhere from, uh, you know, Jerusalem to Beijing. We don't know. Uh, Who came seeking the child. And, um, you know, and it's, it's, if you think about it, it's, you know, they, they obviously thought about it a bit logically that they would be in Jerusalem. And obviously when they arrived in Jerusalem and made known their presence, of course, it disturbed the whole city. And I think that should be more translated to say it disturbed the powerful. 
It disturbed those in authority. It upset the apple cart among those who had taught they controlled everything. And that these people from out of the east had come and said, we are seeking the Christ. And suddenly they were all gone, oh. So I suppose the question for us this Sunday morning is, you know, we can become a bit complacent about things. And I suppose, who are those wise people that are speaking to us in our modern world that maybe would be seen from being outside and being different? You know, outside the community as such, you know, um, and it was, it, it's, you know, when you when you think about it, like the people that were mostly disturbed was the King Herod, um, who had basically butchered his way to the throne and was there with the connivance of the Romans and the chief priests and the scribes. Does this remind anyone of the account we have in John's Gospel of the Passion, where Christ was condemned by the chief priests and the scribes in the Sanhedrin? And, you know, um, so it's then, of course, they go on to Bethlehem because out of Bethlehem, the land, the, the house of bread, uh, we see he who will be the, the, the bread of life. Um, you know, for out for for you, you will not be the least among the leaders of Judah, for out of you will come a leader who will shepherd my people Israel. And I suppose... The thing for us is, well, what what do we reflect on? What are where is our search for the Christ child, and what is the gift that we bring? Because the search for the Christ child is not something that just happens at Christmas. It, the search for Christ is the journey within each of us to find our God, and that's something that continues well beyond the Christmas Day and the, and the Epiphany and Lord the Man and all the rest of it. That's something which is the the innermost calling of each of our hearts, which Augustine says to us, "Our hearts shall rest us, Lord, until they rest in Thee." So that's, I suppose, something for us to think about. And then the other thing, of course, is of course is the beauty of the gifts that are given. Gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Gold is seen to acknowledge His kingship. Uh, frankincense is seen to offer to acknowledge his divinity, and mirror is seen as the prophecy of the death of the that he, the crucifixion that he would undergo to save humankind. So you know, I suppose the questions for us as we reflect on the Christmas story and its simplicity in many regards, something that we're overly familiar with. I suppose the question for us this Epiphany morning is, where are we searching for the Christ Child in our world today? Thanks for that, Shane. Ryan, got a thoughts, please? Again, it, it's just very similar to what Shane was talking about. Um, I suppose the question I want to bring it back to is, are we searching for the Christ child today? Because I think a lot of us might not think we are, but possibly we are, and then other of us are filling that void, that emptiness, that restlessness within us with everything but the Christ child, and we're hoping that that will fulfil us, but perhaps it isn't. So again, just as we're at the start of the year to take a moment this morning and go, where am I in my relationship with God? Do I believe? Do I believe he loves me? And where can I find him within that? And where can I allow him to find me in that? Thanks, thanks for rain, and also thanks, Shane. Uh, just, uh, just a final one, just a final thought that I just had to pick up myself there. The wise men saw a star and they followed it. Maybe I thought we could ask ourselves, what are the stars in my life? How and to what is God calling me at this time? Where does he want me to be, to find him, to serve and to follow him? This very day, let's stop in our tracks, baby. And obviously at this stage, there are many things which, for worse, for better or for worse, we cannot change, some decisions, right or wrong, which cannot now be undone. But it's not too late to look for our star and begin following it from where we are now. The wise men did not know where their star would lead them. They just followed it until it brought them to Bethlehem and to Jesus. They never, I'm sure, regretted their decision. 
If only we can have the courage and the trust to follow their example. I doubt if we will ever have any regrets either. So we've not already done so. Maybe today is a good day to make a start and look for that star in our life. Thanks a lot, guys, uh, for the first program in 2019. And now it's time for our final bit of music. Only one bit of music, Shane, so we can go out with this morning. Okay, uh, yeah, this one is not a traditional um, sacred space piece, but you know what? It's New Year's Eve, or yeah. New Year's, New Year's, I should say, I beg your pardon. Mm. And I heard it during the week and I thought to myself, do you know what? We've got with this a bit of a lively piece for this Sunday morning. You get back to 1980. Well, 1980, yes. <laughs> <laughs> what it is, it's Happy New Year from ABBA. So, uh, Shane, you weren't even born in 1980. I know I wasn't. <laughs> Enjoy the music. God bless you all now. Bye. Bye. Sacred Space.